Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for January 8, 2020. I'm teaching a brand new series entitled Great Freedom. And so I really want to get to a passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 that we'll be dealing with for a while. But before I do, uh, there's just some things that I'm still trying to just lay the groundwork for this series. And that's what I'm going to do today. The title of today's message is God's Sovereignty and Our Freedom. God's sovereignty, and as a result, when you realize that God is sovereign, then you are free. This is actually a message that you may need to watch more than once. I'm just letting you know right up front. So what does this mean to you today? I'm going to share a few things about the sovereignty of God and a few things about the freedom that we can embrace when we understand God's sovereignty. And uh, just have two things to share with you on this morning. But these are two very important things. So I'm going to share these with you. I want you to rid yourself of all distractions. Two things. Number one, here we go. So for, as it relates to God's sovereignty, I'm, I'm sure you've heard us say this before. You've heard pastors say this. It's already done, right? So for God, it's already done. For you, it's only a matter of time. And so what does that mean? I, I, I will attempt, uh, you know, at, as a mere human to, to explain this a little bit. So instead of getting God to try to do, if we spend time with the Father through the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will reveal to us what is, in God's mind anyway, already done. So in an attempt to explain this statement, let, let me do it this way. I, I teach a point that God is in every time at the same time, and it's hard to, to understand that or to wrap our human minds around that. So you know how sometimes say, well, let me, let me teach you this point. If you can understand that, then you can understand this, right? So it's kind of like that. So it's easier for us to understand locations. So let me just say this. God is everywhere at the same time. We, as mere humans, we're not everywhere at the same time. So if you can understand space, then we'll deal with time, right? So God is outside of really time and space. So let's deal with space first. You are limited to a, lo a physical location. I am limited to a physical location. I'm in Virginia, United States of America today, right now in this moment. I'm in a physical location. Even Jesus in his humanity was limited to locations, to a space. He was limited to a space as a human. And there was only certain things that he could do as a human because he was walking around as a human. He was limited to those spaces, right? And so as humans, we are limited to a certain space, but God is not. So, so I can give you a grid coordinate where I am right now. You can give me a grid coordinate where you are right now. But I cannot give you a grid coordinate where God is because there is no grid coordinate where he is not. You get it? He is in every location at the same time. He's in every space at the same time. God is everywhere. He is omnipresent. David said, man, even if I, if I were to go to hell, God is there, right? So there's no place that God is not. God is in every location or every space at the same time. You got it? If you can understand that, which most, most people can. Now, let's go from space to time. Now, if you can understand how God is in every location or every space at the same time, let me tell you that God is in every time at the same time. So God is right now here with us, 2020. Hey, January 8th, we're celebrating a new year. This is a new season, a new time. God is with us today. At the same time, he is 2,000 years ago, right? 
with Jesus on the cross at the same time he is 2,000 years from now. So he's outside of time. He's in eternity. So it's nothing for God to see right now what's going on in 2020 and at the same time see what happened 2,000 years ago and at the same time see what is going to happen 2,000 years from now because that's how big God is, right? So, so we are finite and he is not. So when God looks at you, what we call past, present, and future is what he sees. He sees it all. He sees, when he looks at you, he sees the, in, the entire span of your life from conception, you know, from cradle to grave, basically. He sees it all play out before him, even though many of these things haven't happened yet. For him, it's already done. And for us, it's a matter of time. And it's hard for us to kind of wrap our minds around that because we don't ever really, as humans, think big enough or long enough to think like God, right? So there are some things that God deals with us. When he looks at us, God is so big of a God that when he looks at you, he sees you, your whole life. He sees your children and he sees your children's children. There's some things that God deals with you about that you don't even know why he's telling you to do this. And you may actually be setting up something for your grandkids. Matter of fact, there's some things that you have received by way of a blessing that you had nothing to do with you. And you didn't sow that seed. You're reaping a harvest off of a seed that was sown by your grandparents or your parents, right? And so there are generations that went before you that prepared things that you're not walking in. And, and there are generations that will come behind you that will be able to walk in the things that you're laying right now. And if you can wrap your mind around that, if you can wrap your mind around the enormity of God's foreknowledge, then you will have a better understanding of his sovereignty and you will be better equipped to trust God. And this is really what it boils down to because the life of faith, for us to live by faith, faith begins where the will of God is known. So for me to have faith, I have to know what God is doing. So I'm having faith in what he revealed. And I'll deal with that in my second point. So I'm releasing my faith now for something that he has revealed to me that is already done. But there are some things, look, look let's just be honest. There's going to be a lot of times when you don't know what God is doing. And in those times, you've got to be able to trust him. Now, if you can understand that God is sovereign, that you're not a mistake, that God is already dealing with you about stuff that your grandchildren are going to experience. So when you can realize, man, God is a big God, right? I mean, God is huge. And because of the enormity of who God is and his sovereignty, then I can trust God even when I don't know what he's doing. I can stop stressing about whatever is in front of me right now because whatever is in front of me right now might seem big to me, but I can assure you that it's not big to God. And so, so now I'm like, oh, I can enter into God's rest when I realize that my future is God's past, that God has already been to my future and he already knows. I, I may not know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. And so, so God is so big of a God that I can trust him. Now, this is why, when, here's another reason why we got to understand the sovereignty piece. This is why God speaks a lot of times beforehand in past tense. Let me say that again. God speaks beforehand in past tense. God speaks before something happens like it already happened. God takes Isaiah, a prophet, and God basically allows him to see 700 years before it happened, 700 years before it happened, God allows him to see 700 years down the road. He looks up, Isaiah the prophet looks up and sees Jesus on the cross and he comes back and he writes 700 years before it happens in past tense. 
Isaiah was able to say, he was, past tense, wounded for our transgressions. He was, past tense, bruised for our iniquities. We serve a God that is so big that he speaks beforehand in past tense. He never speaks in future tense because for him, there is no future. For him, everything is now. He sees everything. He sees past. He sees present. He sees future. So when he speaks, it's always now. Even though for you, for me, it may not happen for weeks or for months for years, maybe even for decades. So the key to walking and living by faith is discovering what God already planned because whatever that is, for him, it's already done. All right, you got it? I hope you got that point. I did my best to explain it. All right, number two, when we discover what God already planned, it frees us from the pressure to perform. We gotta stop trying to make things happen. Stop trying to get God to do Living by faith is not about trying to get God to do. It's about realizing or recognizing or acknowledging what God has already done. So when we realize or recognize or acknowledge what God has already planned and what for him is already done, now our faith takes on a, another level of clarity. And in this season, we're going to have spiritual clarity. Faith then becomes the things that we say, the actions that we perform, and the seeds that we sow in order to align our lives with what we believe God already planned. So if you understand this, your life is not about you or your selfish desires or you trying to get God to put a yes on your plans. No, your life then becomes about God and what he already planned and God trying to get you to put a yes on his plans. Faith is about submission. Faith is about making a human alignment with your divine assignment. And then let me close by saying this. One of the greatest things that happen when you discover the fact that God birthed you for a purpose, that you're not a mistake, that you're here for a reason, and that you are free to become the person, the man, the woman that God called and destined, designed, desires for you to be, at that point, you are free. I mean, you release the pressure to try to create a life that you were struggling to create. And at that point, watch this. You are free from, let me give you a laundry list as I close. You are free from the pressure to perform, free from the pressure to try to make things happen, free from trying to earn God's promise or earn God's best, free from the pressure to try to do everything right, free from the fear of disqualifying yourself from God's purpose because you never qualified in the first place. Jesus qualified for you. Free from the fear of missing out on what God promised because you realize Romans 11 and 29 says that God's promises are irrevocable, that you're free from the fear of never being good enough because Romans 8 and 15 tells us basically that we would never be good enough. The fear of not being loved because God's love has nothing to do with what we do and our performance. God loved us even before we were born. You're free. You're free from the pressure to please people. You're free from the pressure to put on a facade. In short, when you open your heart to God's grace, you are free. You don't live to please men. You live for an audience of one. That's it. An audience of one. And that, my friends, is true freedom. So let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about your foreknowledge. You are everywhere and you know all things. You know what has happened, what is happening, and what will happen. You made me a free moral agent. My decisions do matter. 
But you did not have to wait to find out what I was going to decide. You planned out my life in accordance with your foreknowledge of my decisions. So my life now is about discovering what you already planned and about making a human alignment with my divine assignment. This is my singular focus in life. I live for an audience of one. All I want is what you want for me. I don't want anything else. My life is not about me or any selfish desires. My only desire is what you desire for me. And by faith, everything you planned shall come to pass. Not because I'm good, but because you are. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. There's a big subscribe button. Subscribe. Get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. Listen, these two topics today, this, this, is, not, this is not milk. This is meat, right? So these are a little bit weightier topics, but, but this is something we have to understand. To, to have a functional understanding of faith and for us to be the men and the women that God has called us to be. If you need to watch this video again, please do so. Please share this right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. And head into this day knowing that God is sovereign and you are free. God bless you. Have an amazing day. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m.